What does magic and leadership have in common? Today's guests combine the two into a very unique offering. So join me on today's show on the Fanny Dunnigan Show. And as I present how I create magical powers of leadership with Braden Daniels. I'll see you soon. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Fanning Dunnigan Show. Um, as we were getting ready for this, I turned this on live and it says I've reached my limit of LinkedIn streaming for some reason. I don't know why it's doing this. Um, so if you cannot find me on LinkedIn because it's saying I've reached a limit somehow, I want to direct all of you to Facebook or YouTube, and I'm going to try to get the link for that posted so that people can see, because this is crazy. I don't know why it's doing this. So this is live. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, Anne is, I'm gonna pull in Anne real quick so she can help me here. Um, hey, Anne. <laughs> Hello there. This is I, live. So I'm going to put the Facebook link in um, the comments. But yes. everybody, it's just on the Path Links page. Yeah. And um, if you go to Path Links, but I will be putting the link here for you right now. Yes. If you go to my email um, to Braden, then we yep. will have that. You'll find that Facebook link. And yep. then there is also a YouTube link. Um, and then we can still, we're still broadcasting live. So if you're coming to us on YouTube as well as Facebook, thank you very much. If you're coming to us on LinkedIn, hopefully you'll follow those comments in the, um, in the comments below. And uh, those will direct you to Facebook and YouTube. Um, so Anne will help me with that. And in the meantime, <laughs> as, 
Oh my gosh, as we uh, deal with this. So thank you, Anne. Um, I'm getting it up there. You can pull up my email to Brayden and then you'll be able to find those all those links there. Um, so welcome. <laughs> um, and uh, I think what happened is I had three live streams within the span of a week. And so maybe LinkedIn thinks that I reached my limit somehow. And I didn't even realize there was a LinkedIn limit. So for those of you out there, there is apparently a LinkedIn live streaming limit of how many you can have in a week. So thank you for everyone's patience. And uh, I'll make sure to repost this on LinkedIn afterwards. Um, but let's see. Oh, I know. See, Yolanda, she's like, I'm here. I can't access you on LinkedIn. I know, Yolanda. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, tell every tell people to go to Facebook or YouTube. Um, for some reason, LinkedIn has like blocked me because I like hit some kind of live streaming limit. So thank you for tuning in, Yolanda. You're coming at uh, through here on my YouTube channel. David, David Krause is here on YouTube. Thank you for tuning in, David. Um, Jennifer is coming through on Facebook. So thank you for tuning in, Jennifer. Uh, just tell, tell people to go to Facebook or YouTube uh, if you see them on LinkedIn. Anyways, well, welcome to the show. Thank you for tuning in in the spirit of live streaming. For those of you that can't find me on LinkedIn, I'm on Facebook and YouTube. Um, and Anne will post that for me soon. Um, but let us know where you're tuning in from and introduce yourselves to the other people on the uh, comments. And I want you to feel free to network with each other, introduce each other and build a community. And uh, so I challenge you to kind of connect with three people in the comments and then tell people what your expertise is and network with others in the comments and connect. Okay, and just now you saw my community manager, Anne, and um, I am going to now go to my content tip of the week, okay? So my content tip of the week is all around content calendars. For those of you out there that get stuck or um, don't know what to post and when to post, I suggest putting together a content calendar. And the way you can break down your content is to think of themes for every month, right? And then from there, within a theme that you have for that month, then break it down to like weekly themes and weekly topics. And then within that week, you can then break it down to daily topics and posts. Okay, so I'm going to give you an example here. For instance, you might be a human resources professional, right? So your expertise is all in HR. So your monthly theme might be like onboarding, you talk in month one, and then like employee engagement, you talk in month two. And month three, you might talk about recruitment, right? So then within month one, onboarding, week one, you could talk about um, you know, certain parts of onboarding. Week two, you could talk about like materials that you should typically send out to folks. Week three, another subtopic of onboarding and week four, so forth. Uh, similarly, if you're in marketing, right? Maybe month one, you'll talk about social media platforms. Month two, you might talk about like how to write content. Month three, you might talk about SEOs and how to optimize that. Uh, for technology, you might want to have like um, month one, cybersecurity. Uh, month two, you might want to talk about cloud offerings and so forth. So that is the best way to kind of take a big, you know, industry that you're in and then break it down to monthly topics and then weekly subtopics and then daily posts. And that's how you can come up with content calendars. And that's my content tip of the week. And then for any more uh, content tips, 
make sure you go to my YouTube channel. It's just youtube.com. Look up my name, Fanny Dunnigan. That's where you'll also find my um, live right now since LinkedIn decided to say that I've reached my maximum limit. Uh, so head over to my YouTube channel. It's just youtube.com, Fanny Dunnigan, and you'll find all my content tips as well as this show. Okay. And I want to get to my quote of the week. This morning, I was on Scott Simpson's show. He is a big YouTuber. For those of you that don't know him, make sure you look up Scott Simpson um, on Facebook and YouTube. He's huge. He's helped me a lot with my content. He hosts this um, conference called Video Marketing World. So if you want to up your video game um, across all the platforms, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, make sure you look up Video Marketing World Conference. That's coming this October. And Scott Simpson um, is the organizer for that. But this morning when I was talking to him, we talked about this book, okay? For those of you that are coaches and consultants, make sure you read this book called Expert Secrets by Russell Brunson, okay? And today's quote is all about that because he talks about how you to take your expertise and then share it with the world, find your message, and then make money from it, right? So this week's quote is all around that. Okay. So this week's quote is, people become leaders when they first try to master something for themselves. Then after they've discovered a path for themselves, they share their knowledge with others. And it starts with your own personal growth, but then transitions to contribution. Okay, and that's Russell Brunson, New York Times bestselling author and co-founder of um, ClickFunnels. And the reason I wanted to talk about that is because for those of you that might be on, in job search or trying to find a second career or you're in the midst of, you know, transitioning, right? Think of what you've become an expert in over the years and that can become your next offering, whether you become a coach or a consultant, um, selling your services. Think of all the contributions and all the expert tips and advice that you've come up with. And that becomes a great offering that you can offer to the world as a coach or a consultant. Um, so for those of you, that quote came from this book, Expert Secrets, Russell Brunson. This has been pivotal um, for me in helping to further define my messages. Okay. Hopefully by now, people have kind of found <laughs> an alternate way to watch this. Uh, let's see. Yeah, we got, um, okay, so Braden is our guest and he, he found us on Facebook. Thank you. Uh, and then Jennifer is uh, uh, coming to us from Brooklyn, New York. So thank you for tuning in, Jennifer. Um, it is what it is. Jeez. Uh, so let me introduce our guests now. And um, this is going to be a really cool show. And uh, I am so miffed that it's not on LinkedIn. So, but lesson learned. Brayden, I owe you another show on LinkedIn. <laughs> so today we are going to talk about how I create magical powers of leadership. And my guest is Brayden Daniels, leadership strategist and mentor at Lead Like a Magician. <laughs> welcome, Brayden. Welcome, welcome. Hey, one of the powers of leadership is transformation. <gasps> there you go. And adaptability. And you're doing a really fine job of that. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Oh, I just feel bad that like, you know, we have this big audience on LinkedIn, but um, I will make it up to you. I promise. I promise. Well, we'll take um, questions anywhere. I don't care. Yes. Where they come from. Well, thank you. Thank you for joining me, Brayden. 
Um, we kind of met online, even though I guess we met even earlier through Jake Melton, um, and I just didn't connect the dots. But um, it's been, I think, the, over this year, right? I've kind of, we started kind of engaging with each other more online. And then I, I love your work and the posts that you create. And uh, you always tune into the show. And so thank you. I'm so glad we connected. And, and the more I learn about you, the more I see that um, all the things that you have to offer um, people. And I actually want to read your bio really quick for people um, before we kind of, you talk about your history here. But Braden Daniels has over 20 years of experience in business leadership, training, and coaching. His clients include global brands such as General Mills, Lowe's, Live Nation, Petco, PetSmart, and uh, his unique Lead Like a Magician programs include the five elements of personal leadership, magical powers of team leadership, and the magical journey of leadership. Do you see the theme, everyone? Magic. <laughs> And uh, he engages, empowers, and transforms leaders across industries through his thought-provoking keynotes, mentorship program, and workshops. So welcome, Brayden. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. So happy to be here. Yeah. So tell me how, how you came to be. Like, how did you end up combining and or, or getting into leadership? Let's start with that. How did you discover that you wanted to get into leadership coaching? Well, for like for a lot of us, it was by accident. You know, um, almost 60% of uh, leaders get no training uh, to be a leader. They get promoted to a leadership position because they're really good at their job. Maybe they're a really good marketer or they're just really good at what they're what they do. And uh, so then all of a sudden they get, you know, popped and uh, plucked uh, and are starting to lead people in that department. And that's where issues can arise, right? So for me, uh, it started way back uh, on the farm. I worked on a farm for seven years uh, while I went through high school and college. And that's really where the whole leadership, uh, it was early, but the disciplines that were required for that job, uh, the teamwork that was required for that job, that's where that really that seed started um, for me. Awesome. And then, and then where did your love of magic come from? So that came very early too. And what's interesting is uh, I learned, uh, I kind of came into magic very young and um, like a lot of kids do, they get a magic kit and, uh, yeah. and then, and then at some point, you know, that goes away and they, and they get a real job and that's what I did. <laughs> and I got a real job. <laughs> Yeah, I went the corporate route, right, and uh, really developed the leadership. And then there was a moment in my life where I was reminded how much I loved it. And it wasn't from me, it was mirrored to me by some of my close friends. When I did some magic later on, after having not done it for such a long time, they said to me, you're good at it, which was nice for the ego. But yeah. then they said, and you love it. And that's when the light bulb went off to me, which was, I do love it and I don't do it <laughs> enough. So that was uh, about four years ago now. And I've been on a journey to combine leadership and uh, magic, uh, which brings us here today. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Cause it's such a unique offering, right? I, when I think of one, I don't necessarily think of the other, but like, how did you know to, to kind of combine that because I, I think it's it's so unique and it's so memorable. So now, like when I think of leadership, I I kind of immediately you become top of mind, right? You you make me think about you, and then you have this unique. Oh, he's the guy that does magic as well as offers leadership, right? How'd you know to combine the two? Well, it's uh, you really have to be <laughs> differentiated. <laughs> Right. You've got to have something that uh, differentiates you from the pack. Right. So, um, you know, that's really where uh, there was two things. It really wasn't uh, initially that thought. It was what are the two passions that I have? So I encourage all the listeners here and, and send in your leadership questions. We'll take them. What passions do you have that intersect uh, mm -hmm. that, that you can find a way to intersect and make you unique and make you different from the marketplace? Because, yeah, there's 
you know, you need an and these days. You know, Fanny does this and she does that, right? Yeah. Content marketing and she's a speaker, right? Mm -hmm. So there's this and aspect um, that's really needed for your personal branding. And the magician archetype can help you get there. Uh, the magician archetype is all about introspection and really diving into rediscovering what your passions are. As I get that, I get asked a lot, how did you combine this? When did yeah. you discover this? And it was not a discovery. It was a rediscovery. Ah, uh, yeah. Because we kind of lose all the magic that we had as a child, right? Like all the interests that we have, the hobbies, we kind of set it aside. But then like, I do find that kind of as I get older and older, and then I have kids of my own, I kind of rediscover those hobbies and interests through them. And then, yeah, merging that with our profession. And what's interesting about that is that stories that drive us, they drive corporate. You know, if you're going to go, if you're going to talk about data, you better be able to package it into a story. So when you go back to that curiosity and kind of get reimmersed in these, they're fantasy stories, they're myths, but they are archetypal. They mm -hmm. don't change much. And there's different archetypes uh, that are expressed. And the magician is just one. The hero is another. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, we grow up and we can't do cool things like this anymore <laughs> in business meetings because you get laughed at, right? But yeah, but it's exactly memorable. <laughs> <laughs> and that's exactly what we need for creativity and innovation and team building and having a sense of fun at work. And if anything, like, especially during this crazy year that we've had with pandemic and COVID and all that, like, I think people crave creativity, something positive, something that makes us laugh, something that surprises us. And, and that's all belongs in the magic realm as well. Yeah, it's, it's all about, you know, there's powers, right? So there's, you can make something appear. Like mm -hmm. you can, what do you need to bring into your brand, your, your world, your business, mm -hmm. your content creation that isn't there? What do you need yeah. to make appear? Right. That's one of the powers. Another power is what needs to disappear, mm -hmm. right? What, what in your organization, in your brand needs to disappear, needs to go away. Mm -hmm. What do you need to bring back? What do you mm -hmm. need to restore, right? Magicians restore things. Yeah. And so what what has been lost that you need to restore? And mm -hmm. that's exactly what I did. And I help other people do that uh, through their leadership, too. So I love that. Thank you. Actually, you can I, I want to dive a little deeper. You mentioned this thing called archetype, right? Archetype. <laughs> help me understand what that means and, and how do you know what archetype you are? So this is a great question because... Um, it goes back to uh, Carl Jung, uh, and it goes back even further than that. I mean, Carl Jung kind of put words to it, and then other people have. For example, Carol Pearson uh, wrote a great book called The Hero and the Outlaw, Building Extraordinary Brands Through the Power of Archetypes, okay? Anything Carol Pearson will get you into the archetypes. She has a great book called uh, The Hero Within. She also has a book uh, called Persephone Rising, and that's The Heroine Within. And what you what we see is that there are, are these very clear roles that are reflected back to us through stories, through movies, through popular culture on a consistent basis, whether it's one archetype might be the uh, every woman, the every man, and then they become the hero. That's a lot of movie plots, right? Yeah. We've got Yoda in uh, Star Wars, yeah. who's the magician sage archetype right and then wow. you've got luke who's who's really kind of the every man you know he doesn't know who he is yeah. he's the every person so we relate to him and then you find out he has all these uh he has all this potential within him and that's what the magician archetype focuses on mostly is how can you unlock that you know uh, that transformation that potential that you have but it's also used in business, Fanny. So if you've, you know, if anyone's ordered Domino's, you're going to get a box that says oven baked magic. Uh, if, if you've gotten Starbucks over the holiday season, it says sip yeah. a cup of magic. Yeah. Right. Mm. Uh, so magic is kind of this, it's sort of, it's a story. 
it's a, it's an advertising thing. It's a know, feeling I, too. I feel that? like it's like, it's like a feeling. Yes. Like OxyClean, make your things disappear. Right. <laughs> like we, like we vanished from LinkedIn. So, uh, you know, that, that's a thing. So, but yeah, we, you know, it's all about taking those archetypes and figuring out what archetype you might be living in this moment. You may, and we switch, right? So later on, I'll be caregiver, right? Um, I could be an explorer as I'm learning about my business or I'm learning about leadership or I'm learning about somebody else. You know, I have to put on my explorer adventure kind of archetype. And many brands have that. Jeep is an explorer brand, mm. right? Nike is a hero brand. Oh right? my gosh. Yes. I just got that. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, yes. so the, so it's very very powerful because it's archetypal, and once you figure out your archetype for your brand, you then wow. know your messaging and your meaning because that's what the archetypes are about. It's all about putting meaning behind the message, and in today's world, your brand, the biggest asset you have for your brand is what it means to other people. Wow. So what's my archetype? <laughs> well, I now think I'm it's curious. A creator number one is creator. Uh, caregiver, you know, you help people, mm. right? Um, yes. yeah. So, wow. Yeah. Oh, this is so cool. You got to tell people. Um, so is there a place or a book? Is it that book that you put, put up that people can look up their archetype? So the hero within is where you can kind of hero learn about within. the hero okay. within by Carol S. Pearson. If you want to go into S. the business yes. aspect here, yeah. let me make it bigger. Yeah. Yep. If you want to go into the business aspect, this is all is a great place to start. She she and uh, Margaret Mark wrote a book together. They did a lot of studies on these archetypes, yeah. asked a lot of questions. Um, awesome. So you can yeah, you can dive deep. And so my leadership is all about harnessing the magician within you because you might be a warrior. You mm. could be a warrior in your business and you need more magician. You could be a, a hero and your employees need more of a caregiver. Or they need more of a magician versus a hero. Speaking of leadership, I mean, what have you kind of observed over the last year? Because I think now more than ever, we're looking for leadership. We're looking for guidance. So what, what are some of the challenges and, and mistakes that you think people are making right now um, as a leader? So one of them is the command and control aspect. That's mm. that goes away. Um, we have the uh, we have this virtual environment, right? Yeah. So we have this um, you know this this screen, and we have um, you know all, everyone connecting through Zoom and getting Zoom burnout and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But what we go to is Gallup, and Gallup says that fifty eight percent of people trust a stranger more than their boss. Wow. 50% of employees trust a stranger on the street more than their boss. So this tells us that we've got a problem. And uh, so that's one thing. The other thing is vulnerability. You know, wow. often we're not vulnerable like we could. Like, for example, with this package, um, this, is, this could be leadership, right? You've got uh -huh. all your acolytes. You've got all of your uh, accomplishments. You've got all your status symbols on the package, right? But what you don't do often enough, and this is the problem I see with leaders right now, is they don't open up. They don't open up and become vulnerable, right? But that's exactly what needs to happen is they need to open up, show who they are, or otherwise their employees will think they're just empty, shallow shells of people, right? Wow. So you really perfect need to, illustration. Yes. Yeah, you need to open up and you need to show them what's inside because I think it's just a big dark hole. Mm. Um, but if you do that, if you can lead with vulnerability, then it's going to make the world a better place. Wow. Oh, bravo. <laughs> that was a cool analogy. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is so fun. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, because I think if anything, when people show us their vulnerability and their authenticity, we we connect with them deeper, we trust them more, and then that relationship is built even stronger. Just like today, right? Just like today. Hey, look, we're going to survive. We'll get back yeah. on LinkedIn. Don't you worry. We'll be back on LinkedIn. Yeah. But, uh, but you know, there's blind spots that we have. And let's do a test of the audience. So 
everyone who's watching on YouTube and Facebook and maybe later as it's streamed, this is what I want you to do. I want you to take your left hand, put it out like this, your left finger. Okay. I want you to take your left eye and I want you to close it. So you're looking at your left finger through your right eye. Okay. See what I'm doing like this, right? And you're going to stay on that. So stay watching your finger. But as you do, put your other finger right next to it and continue to watch this tip. But as you do, slowly move this, this finger to the right. And don't look at it directly. Look at this tip right here. And when you do, there will be a point where the tip of your finger goes out of view from you. It disappears. For me, it's right here. Okay, Fanny, can you try this? Yes, I did. I was like doing it. <laughs> okay. Let me do widescreen here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did this. And and I, I think I got up to like around here. I did Okay, all right. So slow here. down. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, so slow down. Come back again. All right. Okay. So your left finger, look yeah. at the tip of your left finger and stay looking at that with your right eye. Yeah, yeah. And now slowly move your right finger away slowly. And yeah, and you're going too fast. Oh. <laughs> go back, go back, go back, go back. Okay, yeah. Right here. Oh, yeah, right here. Yeah. Okay, yeah, it disappears, right? Yes, it does disappear. Oh, my gosh, yes. Yeah. So okay, now i got to clear my eyes for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> Hope no one was driving when they did that. But uh, if you've done that, put that, put it in the chat, put it in the comments. Yes. Um, but what that is, is it's your optical nerve. So on your eye, hmm. in the back of your eye, you have a nerve that goes into your brain and mm. your, your mind and your senses combine to make a picture in your mind. Mm. So what's happening is it's taking your eyesight isn't perfect and it will never be. For instance, I we're very lucky that I can pick up my cup and drink my water from it. Um, and we're very lucky because I, I don't miss it. I don't knock it over. You know, this is, but it's not perfect. Mm. But our mind combines and it blocks out that blind spot. And so as a leader, as, as a mentor and as a coach, what I do is I help leaders get over their blind spots. So uh, if anyone wants to put in the chat a blind spot that you see your boss doing, that you see your manager doing, yeah. um, it can be so easy for you to spot, but hard for others, right? Yeah, I'm just looking at, so coming at us from Facebook uh, Jennifer had the comment of it's so important to be yourself. I think that was when we were talking about our unique brand. Um, and then Kevin Hand here says a good leader is not afraid to show vulnerability. They generally inspire you. I've done more to support leaders who inspire me than I ever have for a leader. I was just afraid might fire me. Let's talk about that, Brayden. Like, do yeah. you see that a lot? Like leading with fear versus leading with inspiration? Yeah, uh, how, who <laughs> put a thumbs up if you've ever heard this line? You're lucky to have a job, mm. right? That's mm. leading from fear. Most of us do operate from a fear-based, um, from a fear-based center when we don't realize it. And we can talk about those fears as well, those three yeah. of fears. But um, yeah, that's a really big one: is that people are fearful, and that's why that shell gets put out there. Yeah. Because that's the shell that's accepted within the culture, mm. right? So when I was talking about those magical powers, you know, what can you do to transform that culture? What can you do to be more inclusive, to be more welcoming, right? And uh, but a lot of that is the fear part is a blind spot. So we'll talk about that in a second. Yeah. But I do want to point out the fact that you're your senses combine to make you think a certain thing. We call that mm -hmm. an assumption. For example, you may assume that uh, I need glasses to see. I don't. Uh huh. Right. And to prove it, I don't have any lenses in there. <laughs> right. So that's one assumption that could be made. The next is that I have anything in the cup. I don't. Mm -hmm. The next assumption is that it's a cup at all. It's not. It's <laughs> all just an illusion and what we need to do is make oh sure my gosh. that we uh yeah we need to make sure that we're not keeping those illusions up oh because my gosh. those yes. illusions are what's trapping us 
and they come from our senses and we're all susceptible. Mm. Oh, wow. I don't, I was, <laughs> see, Alex Bowden has tuned in. Hey, Alex. Oh, he's, he came from LinkedIn. Thank you, Alex. <laughs> he's like amazing. <laughs> Love the trick. Um, David Cause. Um, yes, leaders, one of the challenges is selling an employee or associate short. Or stealing their ideas. Oh, um, even worse. Yes. All right. Yeah, that's a big one. Stealing someone's idea is just if you're a leader out there and you want to be a great leader, don't steal people's ideas. Okay. Let's yeah. give people credit or else you'll stop getting the, uh, the idea. It's the tale of the golden goose. You know, do you want the goose? Or do you want the eggs? And if you want the eggs, you got to take care of your goose. And that's your employee who's giving you ideas. Mm, absolutely. So now that we kind of seen the challenges that we're facing or leaders are facing, you have this kind of like what you feel is the five elements of personal leadership. What do you mean by that? What are those five elements? So if we think about, uh, they're really easy to remember, right? It's mm -hmm. air fire, water, earth, and spirit, okay? Oh. So air, all right? Think of air, right? Air is all around us, but we can't see it. Air, if we don't have air, we, don't, we, don't, we aren't breathing, we don't live. So air is communication. Oh. If you don't have communication in your business, you are not, you're not breathing life into it. So a oh. fundamental discipline, an element, is communication. Mm. So a big issue right now is how do we communicate through this through this screen? Yeah, so many leaders not showing up in their full in their full power, if you want to mm -hmm. say, or their full strength, um, because they're just not taking advantage of the details. You know, Fanny, like your lighting, you don't just have lighting on you; you have key lighting, which lights your background up. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I see so many meetings that are they're doing multi million dollar deals, and it's like they're in the dark in the closet. <laughs> Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. So, so that's part Slip of me a million, Brayden. <laughs> so that's part of communication, right? Is it all goes back to how are you responding to people on social? How are you responding to people in your messaging? How are you responding to people on email? Mm -hmm. How are you showing up in person? How are you communicating in this method or yeah. this medium? Um, there's a lot to learn. There's a lot more to to do. It goes beyond just taking a, a communications class. It's everyday practice. Mm. So number one is air. And what was air. that second one? So then the second one is fire. Mm. And fire is one of those things where things are forged through fire, right? Mm. Heat makes something, you know, it's, it's the risk. It's the, it's the heat of the moment. It's the trying the new thing and not knowing if you'll be able to do it. It's that fire. It's that discipline. So that's what fire is, is discipline. Now, mm. if you're too disciplined, if you're a disciplinarian, mm. then it's fire that burns other people. <laughs> right? You don't want to be fire that burns other people. Yes. So fire can get out of control. Mm. Or you don't have enough of it in your life. Uh, so think about the elements and think about like, oh, do I have that discipline in my life, those daily disciplines? Um, because there's two pains. Um, and this is from Jim, Jim Rohn. And I love this quote is two pains, the pain of regret or the pain of discipline, which would you rather have? Oh, discipline. <laughs> oh, cause nobody likes what if and regret. <laughs> yeah, I don't, <laughs> um, I, I don't, if I have a choice, I don't, but also don't like the discipline either. So it's like, yeah. How do you kind of balance that? That's what I help people with. I help people with these mm. elements. So we're going to cover them in broad strokes here. But um, if you have yeah. questions on any of this communication discipline, put them in the chat. We'll take awesome. them. Awesome. Yeah. Um, and then so before going into too much. So we got air, fire. What was it? Water. Water. Right? And then what was the fourth? Earth. Earth and spirit. Spirit. Yes. So, so, all right, they combine. Okay. So what happens is you then have a water, which is introspection. Uh, water can be anything, no matter whatever you put it in, it, it forms that shape, right? Uh, Bruce Lee, be like water, my friend. Mm, you yes. know, it can crash or it can flow. 
and you know you've got the drip that little drip that then makes that hole in the rock and that little pond becomes a lake right mm -hmm. so it's that power within us to um to go deep and be self-reflective so that's an area that's an area that we want to look at which is how self-reflective are you as a leader? Yes, you can give out criticism. Great job. Anyone can do that. We do that on a daily basis when we watch The Voice or America's Got Talent or anything on the news. We do that Whether, you know, while we're like, oh, yeah, well, this is crazy. So we can do that. Anyone can do that. But can you go inside yourself and really shine a light into what your opportunities are, what your blind spots are? So that's introspection. So then we have earth, which is mentorship, because the earth mm. supports us. If we don't have the earth, we're not here, right? We're not, we don't have gravity. We're not, we can't build a house on it. You can't build a brand on it if you don't have earth. So earth is really, really important. It's that support element. And mm. many leaders, this is the weakest link for many leaders, even great leaders. They don't mm. mentor enough. And the problem is they just haven't built the skill. So anyone that's watching here today, I, my challenge to you is go mentor someone. It doesn't matter what level of leadership you're at yeah. or where you're at. Mentor, some, mentor someone and teach someone. Yeah. Uh, we have uh, David in the comments from YouTube. Huge advice. This is like I think and I, I love how you kind of like draw all those corporate kind of thoughts into nature in a way because nature is, is, is like eternal right like all those things last way beyond our lifespan and uh, those things always exist no matter what um, our trees were frozen during the texas ice storm yes they now were. it's spring again and i see the buds even though they like froze <laughs> you know um but nature lasts all those elements that you talked about lasts forever and we can't control them and mm -hmm. that's we have to remember that and we have to be reminded that we're it's less about control and it's more about understanding and if you can take that away today you'll be a better leader that it's less about controlling your employees and your customers than it is about understanding your employees mm -hmm. and your customers oh my gosh i love that but so much of what leaders do, and in this case, don't do, I think is is driven by fear, right? And you have this concept of what you call the the three sirens of fear. Yes. Right? What, what do you mean by that? What is that? So if we go back to uh, ancient Greek mythology and Odysseus and his uh, and his crew, mm -hmm. they were traveling and they had to go past the island of the sirens where the sirens would sing a ballad. And sirens are warnings, really. If we think of sirens, mm. when we hear a siren, it's a warning sign, right? Yes. And what he did was he had his men tie him to the mast of the ship. And he kept his eyes open and his ears open and could hear the sounds. And he ordered all of his men and women yeah. to uh, put beeswax in their ears right? Ah, yes. So what yes. they did was they actually, because they didn't hear the sound of the siren, they saw the sirens for what they were, which were wicked, vicious ghouls. He saw them as, as beautiful as the, as Helen of Troy. Mm. And, uh, and he told them that if he ever, uh, if he tried to break free to, to bind him faster, to bind him tighter. Huh. And, so there are three sirens. And what are those sirens? Because guess what? They're not just uh, affecting Odysseus back in the day. They're affecting us every day. Mm -hmm. And those three sirens are the siren of temptation, the siren of risk, and the siren of desire. Hmm. And the siren of temptation is procrastination. So fear shows up in your body through feelings. And one of those feelings is, ah, I could just check this. I could check my email. I could clean my car out instead of do that thing I know I need to do. Uh, I can watch that next Netflix episode. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, exactly. And or I could sit here and just add all this stuff to my queue that I'll never watch because I'm procrastinating. Um, and that feels good and that's soothing. And it's a mechanism for stress management, hmm. but it's driven by fear. 
So that's one. And then the second one is desire, which is the desire to be perfect. The desire to the ego desire to look absolutely pristine and perfect. And that ego desire is a big, big problem in leadership. All ego issues usually show up in, in leadership um, situations, to be quite honest. And that's the perfectionism kind of mechanism. And we'll spend, you know, 30 minutes to try to make sure that that's the right font for the last, you know, the last line of the thing that you're writing, you know. Our, our, our videos have yes. to be like pristine. Yes. <laughs> or a live stream. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. And you know what? You, that's the thing with magic too, is when I perform magic and I do shows and I do theater shows and I do shows at wineries. And what I'm always reminded of is that people do not connect with my magical powers. Mm. They connect with my realness, my humanness, my vulnerability. Yes. So if things don't go quite as planned, actually it's a better show because it's more endearing they can relate to something screwing up. <laughs> it's why we cheer for the underdog, right? I mean, March Madness, I don't know if you're a basketball, college basketball fan or not, but our family, we all watch it. But we kind of cheer for the underdogs, right? Because like it's through their perseverance. Like we're not necessarily always cheering for the number one seed. We're cheering for the underdog to win. See, that's an archetypal pattern. Um, mm -hmm. So when I watch the Super Bowl, I'm the same way. I'm, I want to know the story. Give me the backstory so I can decide who's the villain and who's the hero. Mm. And let me let me have that play out in my mind while I watch it. Otherwise, it's boring, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Jennifer has a great – she's like, yes, you know, less controlling, more understanding. If only we had that more. That's so true. Yeah, yeah and the last – you know, the last one is self-criticism. And so I just want to put that out there for you guys. So – um, risk is the, is the third siren and that's self-criticism. You know, we can, we're our worst critic, you know, yes. we do put a lot of stress yes. on ourselves. Um, so, you know, be mindful of that when that's showing up, that's a, that's fear showing up and it's, and uh. it's trying to get you to stop doing something because it's afraid. It wants you to go back in your cave, go back in the comfort zone and don't post that video. Don't write that article. Yeah. Um, what are people going to say? What will they think of you if you yeah. have a beard on, on live stream? What will, you know, mm -hmm. and it's not even a good one. What will they think mm -hmm. of you? you know? mm. And that's why it comes from like our fear of judgment, right? Our fear of disapproval, our, you know, we our people pleasing side. Yeah. Yeah. We want to, and that's, and that could be an archetype. So if you're a caregiver, um, then you are, you you can fall into the shadow side of that, which is the martyr, which is you now want to care for people to the point of, yeah. you know, they better recognize that you're doing something for them every time. And that's a very vicious cycle. That's the martyr aspect of the caregiver. Um, so you got to find balance in, in that. And that's why self-care right now is a big thing. Mm -hmm. And Kevin says the Patriots are always the villains. I know. I was going to bring that up. <laughs> Yes, I've heard that many times. <laughs> Are you still going to hate on them now that uh, what's his name? I don't know my football. Who's the quarterback? Who is oh, the, Brady. Tom, yeah, see Tom that, Brady. Yeah, He's no longer on the Patriots. <laughs> well, see, that's what made this that so great was because it was absolutely that. Thanks for bringing that up, Kevin. Mm -hmm. um, that's what the stats where my story was. That's where my underdog story was. Yeah, I love that. You know, mm. that was amazing. Awesome. So then from there so now we we kind of like identified the fear so then moving forward like what we have the future to look forward to right like visionary leadership and you talk about like the five components of visionary leaders how do we move forward from those fears and and lead the way well you have to frame the future so like we mm -hmm. have this frame here and if i just pop mm -hmm. it off um, you have a frame to look through, right? To get your vision and you can make, and you can produce things like a little donut. Look at that. Um, or you can be more healthy and, uh, and have a banana. Whoops. Have a banana. Yeah. Um, but this frame, now here's the thing with the frame is you can get stuck in this frame or what you can do is use the frame to look at the world in a whole new way. Instead of being boxed in, maybe 
you do look at the world in a whole new way. Mm. And we'll put that back for now, but the frame is very important. So how you contextualize the future, right? Mm. So you, we know from COVID that we can't predict the future. So yeah. one thing for your, uh, for your viewers to look up or look into or work with me on is nonlinear planning. Mm. Nonlinear planning is not from A to Z. It's what's coming at the sides. And, and you're in this world, technology, yeah. that's a nonlinear event. If there's one change in technology, it can change your whole business overnight. Yeah. And construction. So if you have a retail establishment and uh, the city wants to do six months of construction, if you're lucky, it's six months mm -hmm. in Dallas-Fort Worth. Uh, you're you're going to have to adapt. And that's mm. a nonlinear event. Mm. So you can't predict the future, um, but you can frame it. You can give your employees an idea of what that next next step is going to be. So I talk about the five eyes of vision. The mm. five, you need five eyes and you got to keep all five eyes open. Okay. So the first one is immersion. So someone, anyone put in a, in a visionary leader, that uh, you know you look up to. I'm going to use Walt Disney, so don't use that. Mm. But put a visionary leader in the chat. Mm. The first eye is immersion. Walt Disney immersed himself. Any great visionary, Steve Jobs, they immerse themselves into whatever they're working on. Mm. You know, Fanny, you're a visionary. You're a visionary for content creation. You've immersed yourself in this world, and you help other people with that. And that's that immersion aspect. So get immersed. If you want to really be visionary within your company, get immersed in what's going on in your organization, what's going on with your customers and immerse yourself. Mm. So that's one. Then second is look around, mm. identify. Mm. Uh, my friend, Jonas Kane, who's a mentor, I have many mentors. Jonas Kane is one of those mentors. And he reminded me of a Martin Luther King Jr. quote which was dreamers, the difference between dreamers and visionaries. Dreamers dream with their eyes closed. Ah. Visionaries dream with their eyes open. Ooh. And uh, it's, um, it's, it's so important to identify what are the pain points? What are the frustrations? What are the frictions mm. in there? This is exactly what you do, Fanny. You get in there and you go, what are these pain points? People aren't posting. People are afraid. They don't have confidence. All of that stuff, you find all those pain points and then you yeah. provide, you imagine, that's the third eye is imagine, you imagine what you could do to help them or how the world could be different. So for example, Walt Disney, when he took his kids out to the park, a regular park, just like a park that we would have here in Texas or anywhere else in the world. And he sat down and realized that the disparity between him and his kids, he didn't have an opportunity to play with his kids like he wished he could. Hmm. And so that's where Disneyland came from because wow. he immersed himself and he identified and then he imagined. And he did this, the fourth eye, which is involve the Imagineers. He created, he yes. involved so many people. Um, and if you have Disney Plus, I highly recommend. Yeah, I do. The Imagineering documentary. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fabulous. I'll look that up. Yeah. And so involve all that stuff. Yeah. Cause as a magician, uh, a magician is big on co-creation. Hmm. That's a very important part of what the magician does. So when I mentor people, when I work with people, I, we're co-creating their yeah. new reality together. And the fifth eye is invest, you know, Walt hmm. Disney invested into it. He put money into it. He was so smart. He built attractions that were originally paid for by like PepsiCo, by Coca-Cola, ah. and sent them to the World's Fair. And they put it up in the World's Fair, paid him to make them, and then he put them into his parks. Ha! That's brilliant. It's yeah. amazing. He's an amazing man. Yeah, Walt Disney, amazing. Wow. Let's see what else other people have said. Uh, I think I saw on David Cause said Steve Jobs. Yes. Total visionary, total visionary. Um, what do you think about Steve Jobs? Have you studied him? I have. I work with, speaking of other mentors, I work with a, 
uh, a gentleman named David Morey is a good friend and a mentor. And he wrote a book called Creating Business Magic. And him and his work, uh, DMG Global, they worked directly with uh, Steve Jobs um, when it was coming to Think Different, that whole Think mm. Different period. What a great campaign. Um, yes. And also, Steve Jobs was looking at what, at the time, what were political leaders doing to differentiate and stand out, the good and the bad and the ugly. And he was learning what it meant to be an insurgent versus an incumbent. And David Morey talks a lot about that in a book called The Leadership Campaign. Hmm. Um, but he worked with Steve Jobs. So yes, I'm familiar, yes. Wow, yeah, Kevin, um, they, they really like your analogy. So true, the difference between dreamers and visionaries, yes. Uh, Sarah loves that as well. Hey, Sarah. She's on as well. I'll remember that differentiator between dreamers and visionaries. Um, yeah, she saw that uh, documentary. Oh, great. So yeah, it's so, it's so good. Like it's, I mean, I gotta watch it. Sarah, you gotta watch it again, right? It's so good. It's so I haven't good. seen it. I have to go watch it now. <laughs> it's like one of those mini series where it's like six parts or something, mm. but it just goes through the whole history and it's really amazing. Now to round out your, you know, the thing that you you think is so important and you mentioned several of them, like your mentors, why is it so important to have mentors in our life and throughout our career? Well, I think they, they help me with my blind spots, right? Mm. I talked about blind spots and we all have them. And, um, you know, there's a point in everyone's life where um, you, you start to want to seek and you start to want to quest. Yeah. And that's the magician coming through you. Mm. The magician archetype coming through you is the questing archetype. And part of that questing archetype, just like pop culture with Star Wars, yeah. is you seek mentorship. You seek someone who can mm. help you. Mm. Because you get to a point where you think you know, and then you all of a sudden, you, I didn't know anything. I thought mm -hmm. I knew, and my ego was really, you know, involved, you know, oh yeah, I can sell ice to Eskimos. And you realize that, you know, two sales calls later, you are trying to pick yourself up off the floor because you don't, you can't handle the rejection. Yeah. And so you need to go to the sage, the mm -hmm. sage either inside your company or even more preferably outside your company. Yeah. One of the, the advantages of having me be a mentor for someone, and I work with people across industries, genders, ethnicities, it doesn't matter. I'm inclusive. This is what we do, is that I don't have an agenda inside your company. Yeah. So if you get paired with a mentor inside your company, and I'm not saying that they're they're wrong or bad. I've had my own within companies, mm. but there's always an agenda. Mm. everyone has an agenda. So it's being able to seek someone who doesn't have quite the same agenda as, as other people, maybe even in your industry. And mm -hmm. so it can be really advantageous because it's actually looking outside your industry and seeing what you can bring into it that will make you different in your industry. Yes. I, I still remember um, I had a friend who who used to head up the um, the call center at um, uh, Fidelity, and um, and they would purposely go out to find people in hospitality and hire them into their call centers because they realize who's the best people to deal with customers all day and taking orders and addressing orders people in hospitality because they're serving food or hotel uh, services and so forth. They're great at serving customers. And so he would purposely go out to the hospitality industry to get people for their, um, their call centers. He is a magician because what he's taking is a magical power and that power mm -hmm. is transposition. So anytime you see a magician make two things, you know, change places, yeah, that's transposition. And that's what he did. And that's fantastic. Because undercover boss is a great example of that. Yes, put I like yourself, that show. Put yeah. yourself in a position, you know, where you're uncomfortable, and yeah. you can see things differently. Right. But that's a great example of transposition as a magical power. Mm. I'm going to address some of the things that the folks are saying in the comments. I want you to I want to get your your reaction to these things. So Jennifer Henderson says, Sometimes we create fear that doesn't exist. It's true. 
False evidence appearing real, right? Fear. False evidence appearing real is an acronym. Absolutely. Yeah. And and it's in our heads too, right? I mean, I'm sure imposter syndrome, um, leaders, you know, doubting themselves and then going the opposite way and pretending to be perfect, right? All that. I tell my kids, you know, I don't know what I'm doing. You know, that's... <laughs> <laughs> they just think they think you got it. You got it all together. I don't really know what I'm doing, you know. And you won't know what you're doing either. It's going to be weird, and you're not going to know what to yeah. do. And so just call me, and it'll be great. But yeah, Brayden, I, yeah. I have Anne in the comments. She's like, "What do you think her archetype is?" Oh, uh, yeah, that's a good one because she creates community. Mm. Yeah, um, she, she pulls so people together. She does pull people together. And that is very much like a magician, to be quite honest, Anne. Mm. Um, you know, if you think about the magician itself, you know, we've got like, okay, you've got like David Copperfield, you've got, yeah. uh, you know, performing magicians. But if you go all the way back, way, way back, mm. there was shamans, right? Yes. And shamans were looked at uh, by the community to kind of help the community in various ways. Yeah. And it's interesting to note that shamanism or shamans show up all across the globe. There's shaman, mm -hmm. there's shamans that were in Siberia. There's shamans that were in South America. We wow. have Native American shamans, right? Mm -hmm. they, there wasn't a shaman convention. Okay. This is what an archetype is. It shows up no matter what. It's yeah. gonna be there. And yeah. And yeah. So I think I think there's a lot of that for him. Uh, speaking of conventions, Anne was asking, uh, do you have any upcoming events? How can how can people get more of you? <laughs> well, uh, I'm working on uh, some e-courses, but what they can do is go to uh, Three Sirens right now. I'll give you some free stuff. Uh, three, the number three, sirens.leadlikeamagician.com. Let me and, share that for, with people here. Yep. Go three, on, please tell us what's there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so there you're going to get a whole PDF that actually breaks down those three sirens uh, and really gives you not just the, the problem, but gives you a little bit of the solution. So, yep, if you go right there, you'll have uh, you'll have access to that immediately. Awesome. Um, so that's one way. And then the other way is LinkedIn. Connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm all about helping people and learning and you know, reach out to me, you know, it's all, it's really all about um, transformation. So yeah. um, I'll show you, I'll give you an example. Transformation. Oh. <laughs> Cheers. Wow. <laughs> I have two, also, I will say I have two, I, I had three, but now I have two mentorship spots open right now. So I'm helping a lot of people out. There's a lot of people that I know that have been switching careers. And so I'm doing some pro bono stuff, but I have two spots for, for folks who are really looking to take their leadership and their career to the next level. Yeah. So for those of you out there, there is Braden's uh, LinkedIn profile. Make sure you connect with him, Braden Daniels. And then there's the website that Sirens document three sirens lead like a magician.com. And Brayden, I mean, you you wowed us today. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. That was super fun. And uh, I'm you're coming back because <laughs> we're gonna fix this darn LinkedIn problem, and um, and then we're gonna I more people need to to see what you do, Brayden, because um, I love how it really does weave everything together. Like you, in a way, by combining magic and leadership, you've kind of like incorporated the visual aspect of like a performance and then the storytelling side to kind of like get in our heads and hearts. And then the, the advice, right? Like with your insights and tips. Um, so thank you. Thank you. It was like a sensory feast. <laughs> you thank can you quote me on me. that. It was a sensory <laughs> feast. <laughs> Delicious. I, uh, you know, I, I really have been a longtime fan. So everyone who's watching, if you're tuning in for the first time, follow Fanny Dunnigan, oh, find her on uh, Facebook. Uh, Pathlinks, uh, LinkedIn. She's always doing some great stuff on LinkedIn. And so I've been a super fan. You're going to see me always in your chat because I love what you do. And I love, uh, love what Ann does as well. So thank you.
Thank you. So David, cause, great job. Thanks, Fanny, Ann, and Brayden. Absolutely, Jennifer. Brayden is amazing. Yes, make sure you connect with him, Jennifer, for sure. Um, there is Brayden's LinkedIn profile and has graciously brought that up and posted it. And uh, yeah, Kevin's like, where did the time go? That's what happens when you get a great performance and advice, right? Thank you, Kevin. Uh, He's like, he's like, I need to stretch my eyes after this. Yes, after that <laughs> exercise. Uh, and Anne says, I was wowed. Yes, indeed. So was I. Um, and uh, please stick around, Brayden. I just want to announce some upcoming events and then we'll close out the show here. For those of you um, uh, out there, I just want to let you know about an upcoming event with the Association of Business Technology Professionals. It is the association that I'm a part of. And um, on the fourth Tuesday of the month, this is going to be April 27th, we are going to have John Ballas. He's the CEO and founder of Lean Your Way. He is going to talk all about lean transformations, um, supply chain and all that. So for those of you that are interested in that, please tune in and you can register at abtpdfw.org. And then as far as next week, um, I will be coming to you as to offer my advice and coaching. So ask me anything. You can get content tips. You can get my advice on whatever you're struggling with on LinkedIn, and I will help whoever tunes in in the audience. By then, my LinkedIn live stream should be fixed and, uh, and I'll be there to support you in your content journey. So next week, it will just be me and you can tune in and bring your questions and I'll be happy to do some free coaching and advice. Okay, so Brayden, thank you. Thank you so much for your time, for your expertise. Um, the, the hour went by so quickly. It really did. Thank you, guys. Um, thank you for those of you that found me still. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Last trick. Uh, thank you for those of you that found us in Facebook and YouTube. Uh, and uh, I will post it back onto LinkedIn somehow. And uh, we'll get this properly fixed. And um, as I close out, I want to remind all of you Continue to shine your light, share your voice, share your message, share your gifts with the world, and uh, and hopefully you'll do it through video because people need to see you and hear you, and and get all those um, your expertise from you. So there you go, shine your light. <laughs> <laughs>